Welcome, y'all. Y'all listening to Here. Horsey embraces the anxious ride, and I'm your host, Horace. This is a fascinating topic we haven't even touched on. Dating. ADHD and dating, the combination can be troublesome. I'm here to offer a general overview on the topic of dating and how you can try to understand how to date better if you have ADHD or symptoms of ADHD. In this episode, I'm also going to touch on the whole aspect of dating and how the current dating game has changed so much throughout the years. If you're like me, you're fascinated with the dating scene, sit back and let's get right into it. Once again, I am not a licensed therapist. If you are having trouble with your relationship, if you are having some sort of argument with a loved one, or in need of a marriage counselor, please reach out for help from a professional psychologist or a psychiatrist because I am not a licensed professional. There are a lot of resources out there that can potentially help you, such as betterhelp.com. So let's recall some traits of ADHD. I know we talk about it again and again, but these are critical to understanding and hammering into your head. What are the key critical traits of a hyperactive and inattentive type combo ADHD like myself? First off, of course, inattention. It's very difficult for us to sit still and pay attention to something. We can tend to have our minds wander and we daydream quite a bit and we just can't help it. Because certain things don't trigger our dopamine and we're not interested and there we go, daydream. There's impulsivity, not as developed frontal lobe. And for that, the location that handles the decisions of the brain, we rely on the limbic system more, where it's the fight or flight response. And we are impulsive with our emotions and we tend to go fire set ready instead of ready set go. That's where the hyperactivity also comes in, where we are just restless. The combo type like me, I am just restless. I tend to fidget a lot. I am spinning my chair sometimes when I'm sitting around and I don't realize I'm doing it until somebody points it out. I ramble a lot too, as you can tell, and that is just ADHD. Now that I hopefully reminded you about some of the things about ADHD, let's go ahead and talk about love. Dating and love. It's a very, very interesting topic, and it's a topic that a lot of young people love to talk about. It's because it impacts them on a daily basis. I'm pretty sure it impacts you if you are at that age where you're trying to find your partner in crime, your partner for life. Well, what is a healthy relationship? Well, I came across something recently, and it is called The Wheel of Love by Ira Reese. Her Wheel of Love theory is basically outlining four phases in the development of love and how love comes to be from these four stages so first you have the stage of rapport which basically is on mutual trust and respect people tend to establish rapport with each other when they have similar values interests and similar backgrounds so if you meet somebody that tends to oh i like skiing oh i like to play board games i like to go outside and go hiking i love swimming These can develop a rapport because you have a connection between another person and and you just see qualities that they admire. This ends up moving on to the self-revelations phase, which is the second phase of the wheel of love, where one tends to slowly start sharing intimate information about oneself. 
So this can happen because of the rapport that is built. They tend to be like, oh, you are very similar to me. Oh, I've had this issue with my swim stroke. Oh, when I was a child, my father threw me into the pool. My mom threw me into the pool and I almost drowned. I had a traumatic event in the pool. Then because of that, you slowly outline some more private, intimate information about oneself. And that goes ahead and moves on to the third phase, which is mutual dependency. During this stage of a relationship or love, the two people, because they spend more time with each other, they start to develop some sort of dependency on one another. Because they've started sharing more about their private lives to each other, they tend to open up more their emotions, they're opening up. And so because of that, they start to realize, oh, without this other person, I cannot watch a movie. Or without this other person, I cannot go grocery shopping because I need them to help me push the cart or handle the bags because that's what they usually do. And that's where the dependency comes in because those remedial normal tasks every day, they now become tasks that are supposed to be enjoyed together and you depend on them on a multitude of things. It can be small or big. Then that goes into the last stage, which is the need fulfillment stage. This last stage is basically where two people find that they satisfy a majority of each other's emotional needs. Basically, from all the sharing, all of the dependency, all the time that's spent with one another, they realize that they need each other for a lot of daily tasks. They start to share with each other a lot of their private lives and their intimate secrets. And because of that, they tend to be more attracted to each other and they feel like, oh, my Needs in this relationship have been fulfilled and that in the end circles back to rapport because that continues to build more trust and respect for each other. And you see how this circle just keeps going on and on. This is just one theory on what a healthy relationship is, but I thought it just was interesting to share and I thought it made a lot of sense. But it's not always that easy because how are you able to find somebody that you can share your intimate secrets about? How can you easily find somebody that you can share all your passions and somebody that has similar interests as you? It's really hard because there's so many options out there. And with us, people that have ADHD, we get distracted. And with our hyperactivity and distractions, our minds easily wander. Our dates might not even go well because we just can't find somebody that connect with our weird brains. Our thought processes are completely different from a neurotypical brain. And some things that they find weird, we find normal. And that tends to happen. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in myself because sometimes I find that it was amusing to count cucumbers at a ranch 99, but my date at the time did not. The process of selecting a date is definitely tougher now because first off, technology is involved. There's just so much more ways to communicate with each other nowadays because back in our parents generation or you can say the baby boomer generation technology was definitely not as advanced as it is now and because of that a lot of children or parents or boomers they tended to just stay within their community they only met their spouse or significant other through friends of friends it was like the same city or same town it wasn't far but now we have technology that can connect with somebody across the world. Distance is not an issue with all the telecommunication devices we have nowadays. 
And just the process of selecting a mate, as psychologists call the process of assortative mating, we have to narrow down all these possibilities until one mate is found. Through a series of tedious steps, you have a pool of eligibles and you have to go through social filters such as families, and then you have to do the physical attraction filter, Oh, does this person have the same personality and lifestyle? And then you end up going into like, oh, maybe I can consider cohabitating with this person after all those steps are achieved. And nowadays too, the whole environment around dating is definitely more casual. It's just like more casual dating environment and relationships. It's not as monogamous as before. With all these, you can see how difficult it can be with just dating in general. But with ADHD, well... I mean, it can cause even more problems because you are different from a neurotypical brain. So it's important to have an honest communication about your ADHD. I don't even know if that's good to speak out on because it is considered an intimate detail and not everybody is willing to share, a, oh, I have ADHD on the first date. Not to mention your date might find it strange that you just like, well, what the heck? You just shared you have ADHD to me because it is about your health and it might be private and you might not feel comfortable sharing about it right away. From my mind, it immediately makes you think, okay, well, in that case, you're just going to have to mitigate and manage your ADHD during those dates. How can you organize and strategize your time just to make sure that the date goes smoothly? Well, definitely set reminders for yourself. People with ADHD, it's really critical to have a schedule. Write notes to make yourself remember because you might forget. You probably will forget. You just want to make sure that you're on time. Make sure you know where you're going. Set a date and write it all down. Dating is definitely scary, but there are... I'm not here to talk to you about how to talk to a girl, how to talk to a guy. I'm just here to focus a little bit more on the ADHD traits. But if you're interested in hearing more about my perspectives on dating in general, I can feel free to talk about that down the line in future episodes. In terms of ADHD, make sure you pay attention to the person that you're dating. That is so critical. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be appreciated. Everyone wants to feel like they're being heard. That is so important. So make sure that inattentiveness is not there when you're actively on the date. There are some strategies some people have used, although it is a little strange. Some strategies some people have used is definitely look at their eyebrows. Look between their eyebrows. That definitely works. Make sure you are actively listening, though. Try to look for keywords for what they're saying. Catch those keywords. You can ask them to repeat again and say, sorry, I didn't hear that. Or you can repeat what they said and just comment and try to echo back what they said to confirm that you heard the right thing. Those are just some general tips from my personal experience that tend to help. Definitely for hyperactivity, just try to keep your fidgety hands under the table. Just try not to freak out too much. And these are just some small little tips that I can think of on the top of my head about first or second dates when you're just meeting somebody. Maybe that spontaneity is great for dating, that impulsivity, but keep it on the download sometimes if you feel like it's just not the right environment for it. It will depend on everyone's different, so it will definitely depend on your date. You'll have to figure that out as you go. But overall, I just want to say that dating with ADHD is not all that bad. I just want to go back to technology. 
I know my experience with dating apps was a little harsh and it's good and bad for people with ADHD. But from my experience, I could say it was overall bad because the attention span of ADHD people is extremely short. And with apps that swipe left or right, like Tinder or Plenty of Fish or even OkCupid, that's swiping. You just tend to feel like you have so many options out there and then you're just filtering through endless sea of people and you just don't know what you're really looking for and everything just starts to meld into one melting pot and everything just seems the same to you because those kind of apps are going after your needs system so that dopamine because with adhd you want the feelings of happiness and positivity and because you want that dopamine, it tends to overflow because you get your hopes up with a match, but then things don't work out because things change. Some people tend to flake. Some people tend to not want to meet up anymore. Some people tend to unmatch after matching. Some people just completely ghost you. There's just so many different factors when it comes to dating apps and it just makes things so complicated. It's convenient. You can meet a lot of different people around the world or around your area that you probably wouldn't normally meet because they're not in your social circle. But I would say for an ADHD folk, it can be bad because I'm just talking about the whole dopamine part, but there could be a lot of heavy emotions when it comes to it with the impulsive emotions part where you get rejected and then you feel like your self-esteem is completely shot. This doesn't just go for ADHD folk. This also goes for neurotypicals as well. But it destroys your self-esteem in a sense. And I don't want to go too much into dating apps in this episode. I'm just giving you a brief introduction to them. There are positive cases. I have a very good friend that ended up marrying her husband on her second match. Good for her. Got my hopes up. And clearly that didn't work out for me after four years on a dating app. But anyways, I only just touched on just the dating part. I went from the wheel of love, relationships, all the way to just first dates. But if you are a married couple or if you are somebody that is has been in a long-term relationship with ADHD, if your partner also has ADHD, I just want to introduce you to a book that is very helpful. It's been helpful for me and my girlfriend when it comes to my ADHD. It's called ADHD and Us. It's a book by Anita Robertson. I might have suggested it in a previous episode, but this is a great book to listen to because it provides you strategies for both the ADHD person and the non-ADHD partner on how to better the relationship with ADHD involved and how to work things out between each other and better understand each other for a better long-term relationship. There's also options to counseling in ADHD. There's couples. There's couples counseling out there. There's a lot of family counseling. Definitely check those out if you're interested and see if that can help your situation. All in all, dating can be difficult for everybody. It's not just people with ADHD. I acknowledge how hard it is for people that don't have ADHD as well. It is just no exception. And I don't want to put you off with dating somebody with ADHD because ADHD does suck. And I wouldn't wish this on anybody because there are some things that I wish I could be better at without ADHD. The fact is, sometimes dating somebody with ADHD can be extremely rewarding because people with ADHD, as a constant dopamine seeker, the dates can be full of excitement and complete randomness. 
And perhaps the ADHD person can just be the one that adds adventure to your life. So go out there, meet different people, ADHD or not. There's so much reward in meeting different people and learning different things because life is full of learning experiences. So go out there. Enjoy. All right. Well, if you learned something from my blabbering today or you just found it entertaining or you would just enjoy my episodes, please consider giving me a follow or a positive rating on whatever platform you listen on. Please share this with any loved ones who are impacted by ADHD, people who are trying to look for a potential mate, maybe, or you can just share it with loved ones who you think might have ADHD. You can follow me at The Anxious Ride on Instagram. If you have any topics for me to cover, questions or comments or any feedback, you can always email me at theanxiousride at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. You could listen to anybody else on the platform about ADHD, dating or relationships, but you chose to listen to me. And for that, I am grateful. Till then, stay safe, keep the rubber side down and let's enjoy that anxious ride. I will see you next week. Peace. Peace.